everybody. Uh, we are here for another episode of the Aviation Growth Podcast. Uh, I'm Greg Hine, and joining me today, I have Kat Wren. How are you, Kat? Good morning. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I think the last time we spoke, uh, I was telling you that we're in a in a house hunt, my husband and I. Yeah. For me to get a little closer to Love Field. Well, good news. Monday, we officially are new homeowners. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been a whirlwind um, and we're working on uh, getting everything closed and had the inspection uh, yesterday. So we are excited. Cool. Awesome. That's con- congrats on that. And uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, to chat with me with all that going on. I know how it is uh, closing on a new house and getting all the documents and getting all that stuff together. It's uh, It can be a little crazy. Absolutely. Especially a week before MBAA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have a, a lot going on. And uh, we were just chatting. It, it, you have a nice view behind you and uh, and a few real nice aircraft out that window there. Um, but tell us uh, tell us where you're at and uh, who you are, what you do, and, uh, and we'll take it from there. Perfect. Yep. Uh, I am Kat Wren, the Chief Experience Officer here at Business Jet. We're located in the heart of Dallas at Dallas Love Field. Uh, we're full service FBO, and we also have uh, aircraft charter and management, and we also have a full 145 repair station. So we love to consider ourselves the one-stop shop here at Dallas Love. Cool. Yeah, I've uh, I've been there a, a few times. I've worked with uh, with some of the folks over at Business Jet Access in the mm-hmm. past, and uh, and I was talking to Lee Brewster, who we both know, and she had uh, she had said, "Hey, you need to get connected with Cat and uh, and and chat." So here we are. But um, you know, we we talked a few weeks back and uh, got to learn a little bit about your past, which I, I think is really cool and. Uh, learned a little bit more about what you're doing in this uh, chief experience officer role, uh, which is which is cool. We'll we'll get to that. I think that's a really cool title uh, for um, inside of aviation. I don't. I, I think you might be pretty unique with with that role, uh, but but we'll get into that. So let's kind of take it from the top. I think you have a, a cool story about you know, how you got into the aviation industry. And so maybe we could start there. Absolutely. Uh, very interesting story indeed. Uh, I'm not your typical aviation loving kid who drove to the airport with their pilot mom or dad uh, to watch airplanes take off and land. Uh, in fact, my dad was in law enforcement and my mom has been an accountant majority of her life. So nowhere near yeah. uh, aviation. Uh, but it really started um, about two months before I was going to graduate college. You okay. know, every college kid, you have to think about where, what am I doing with my life? Where am I yeah. headed? Um, a girlfriend of mine at the time who I played college basketball with uh, worked for FC Dallas here in, in North Texas. And um, I called her, asked her if I could come stay with her for about a week. Uh, she said, absolutely. So I had some interviews lined up. She um, helped me get a few interviews within the sports realm. And uh, so I came and stayed for a week about Wednesday. So mid mid through the week, we went to lunch with one of her coworkers. Uh, I'm kind of telling my story, you know, my hopes and dreams of what I want to do. And uh, her coworker said, let me make a call, calls the uh, brand manager that was working here at business at the time and said, hey, Erica has a friend that wants to move to Dallas. 
Uh, and they said, great, uh, bring her in. I didn't have a smartphone. I All I had was an atlas. So they gave me a GPS and their phone number and, and address and said, all right, go find, go find them. And I said, okay, well, what does this company do? Well, they didn't even know. Something with airplanes. So I'm like, okay, envisioning, you know, maybe flight attendants or something to that, to that avenue. And I pull up to the FBO, this long driveway. I walk through the double doors and I'm looking around. I see this beautiful chandelier, all these private jets outside. And I literally think I'm on a movie set. <laughs> so um, I get into the interview which was one of the best interviews that I've ever experienced as I was more comfortable with her um, and her story. And it felt just so relaxed. So here I am, you know, small town kid, giving her my hopes and dreams of wanting to work in sports. I uh, was a sports communications degree um, and with an emphasis in broadcast. And I really, you know, thought that's where I needed to be. So she said, okay, you know, that's great. Um, let me give you the lay of the land here at the FBO. So she did. Uh, very interesting. I was very intrigued. Um, so I will never forget when I was walking out of that interview, she said, I just want you to know once you get into this industry, it's addicting. And I literally like in my mind rolled my eyes and thought, okay, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Exactly. And um, about a week later, I got an offer. So I graduated college on a Saturday, moved on a Wednesday, started work on a Monday, and I have been, I always like to say, stuck ever <laughs> since uh, because it's been such a crazy, crazy journey. Uh, but I really did fall in love with it. And here I am. May May of this year was 10 years. Cool. And so one of, one of the um, you know really cool things I, I, I saw about as we talked and you talked about your kind of career path up until this point is that you really started your career on the line um, you know, out working tugs and out on the tarmac and bringing aircraft in and out of the hangar and stuff like that. And so kind of take me through like, okay, you start at this point now, you know, you're, you're in an executive role. Um, what, what's that journey been like for you? Sure. Um, the company has truly supported all of my curiosity, all of my questions, my want to grow, um, and I think that they saw um, where I could potentially be. Um, so learning the ins and outs of being on a tug. And um, the only things I didn't do out on the line were dump the lab or fuel. Okay. Which maybe one of these days I will just to say <laughs> that I did. Um, but they were with me through that journey. Um, I was lucky enough to um, hold quite a few different roles within the company from starting out on the line to being behind that customer service desk, you know, answering phones, uh, service orders, booking hotels. And then I moved to both trainer roles for being outside on the flight line with a lot of our flight line attendants, and then also training the girls uh, behind the desk. From there, there were some openings in uh, as a marketing assistant or associate. So I hopped into that role and worked primarily on supporting our brand manager at the time with newsletters, um, a lot of the trade shows, coming up with fun themes, uh, so on and so forth. And it's really just grown more and more from that um, to the role that I'm in today. That That's awesome. Yeah, I always, you know, I, I've been a big fan of um, people who are able to kind of bounce around in, in their path, whether they're at the same company or, you know, moving between companies. But 
having that experience in different areas of the company, I think just makes you, you know, really well-rounded in understanding the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a kind of a similar experience. I started in, in customer service, moved into, uh, you know, operations, then into sales and marketing. Then I got familiar with product. And so, you know, just, just being able to really be on the ground and understanding, you know, what does that job look like? How, what does the interaction with customers look like, you know, from all these different perspectives, I think it allows you to really create, um, you know, a, a, a great experience as you're moving through, uh, through the organization and, and into these different roles. And so now today you have this, uh, chief experience officer role. And so tell us, tell us what that is all about and, uh, and how you're making an impact for like your customers and your employees, uh, in, in this role. Sure. So it was very new to me. Um, I had never heard of it when it was presented to me. Um, I think it was October of 2019 when I was promoted and, um, my owner of the company actually printed out an article exactly explaining, you know, what is a CXO? Yeah. And um, the more research that I did, I primarily saw it big in the healthcare industry, which we know that's an industry that you have to have a hand in not only your nurses, your doctors, but the patients, because they're in different circumstances uh, that they may or may not have a choice to fix and you're there to right. help them. So, I did learn a lot um, from a lot of research that I've done, but the CXO in a nutshell is pretty much responsible for the overall experience and the interactions uh, with customers. I uh, also oversee our entire marketing department. So anything that hits our our brand, you know, the socials, the print ads, the online ads, sure, um, as well as a lot of our transient sales. Sometimes I'm the one that's cold calling, you know, <laughs> the Falcon that went down the street to figure out why they didn't come to us um, and how we can help uh, better serve them when they're in Dallas. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but really, for me, it's much more than a title. It's much more than the actual customer. Um, I guess you could say I'm the people person. Uh, but it's funny. A lot of people have called me in the past the chief empathy officer, okay. uh, the people <laughs> officer. Um, yeah. And it's really my duty to help uh, teach and mentor our employees to lead, act, and react in the best interest of our customer. Because, you know, without a happy employee, you won't have uh, happy customers. Sure. And, you know, I I think that's awesome. I think it's a a great point of view to to come from in taking care of, you know, taking care of your employees, they're going to take care of your customers. And um, I know that we had talked a little bit about kind of the start of of this business, which I thought was a, a pretty cool story. Can you talk a little bit about you know the the uh, original owner of the business and and how uh, Business Jet got started? Sure. Um, and I really think he's the one that cultivated my passion yeah. even more. Um, yes. Yeah, so, Mister. Right um, was actually in uh, medical hospitality, um, and he was the visionary that uh, designed and created Medical City uh, Dallas. So it was more of the Medical City Mall uh, of the world. And he actually would travel quite a bit with him and his business partner across the U.S. in their Falcon 50 to these different airports. And um, 
he really saw the need um, for higher customer service and expectations. And um, after traveling quite a bit and seeing these interactions, he came back to Dallas and said, I want to start my own FBO. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, and we truly believe that he revolutionized the Dallas FBO market um, and made us who we are today. Um, so he, he definitely is one that um, started it and you can feel it from the beginning uh, uh, till where we are now. Very cool. Yeah. I, I love hearing about kind of how these businesses got started and just the progression of, of how far they've come and, uh, and all the people along the way. So, um, that, that, that's really cool. And, and, you know, as I look at, uh, being in Dallas, it's obviously a very, you know, it's a, it's a hot market for, um, business aviation. It's a place that, you know, I traveled to several times a year. We had a lot of customers there in the past. Um, there's a, there's a lot of options for customers, uh, when they're flying into the, the Dallas area, you know, there's a few different airports, there's a few different FBOs, you know, talk to me about business jet and, and how you guys have, um, what's the, di what's the difference, you know, um, what, what are you offering that, that makes you guys one of the preferred, uh, places to, to come and land and, uh, and come through in Dallas? I love that question because you said, what are you offering? Sure. And honestly, we're not offering anything different than the FBO down the street. It comes down to our people, the boots on the ground, the guys that are servicing and the gals that are servicing these aircraft. Uh, but beyond that, they're building relationships. Um, it's, it's been fun to see from my beginning 10 years ago where we've come. Um, so back to a few of the projects that I've been able to work on, which I think have enhanced our customer service the last couple of years. You know, we've always had this secret sauce um, that I just want to bottle up and sell because it's so good. Um, and we know this from our customers and we know it from our employees. But every time somebody comes into the FBO, they just say, it feels different here. Mm -hmm. Something is going on here that's much different. Um, so I was able to help spearhead uh, the creation of our uh, mission, our vision, and the core values in which our people are already living by day by day, not even just at business jet, but at home. But we sure. were finally able to name that. Um, and I've also been able to help revamp our um, employee reviews and also reevaluate those uh, wages that come with it to ensure that we are as competitive as can be um, to help enable our employees to be happy because again, if, if they're happy, our customers will be happy. Um, we continue to throw uh, customer appreciation luncheons. Um, we have swag bags. Um, and then we've also, uh, for the employee appreciation part, uh, for example, the last four months, we have been killing it. Not only has the industry been up, yeah. but our fuel sales have been uh, you know, doubling. I think we're about 88% up wow. in fuel sales of what we were this last year. Well, uh, my brand manager and I were brainstorming on, you know, what can we do for our employees? Because we are a little shorthanded right now. We're trying to get some new hands in the door, I yep. think, as the entire world is. Yeah. But we wanted to figure out a way to treat them um, other than just another lunch. Mm -hmm. So um, in the month of October and end of September here in Dallas, there is the state fair. And uh, we also have six flags up the road down in Fort Worth. 
And uh, we decided to go ahead and offer all of our employees and their immediate families tickets to either the State Fair or Six Flags, their choice for them on their day off to take their family and enjoy. Cool. And yeah, the feedback that we got was amazing and it they are so appreciative and i think that's another part of what keeps them here and keeps them grinding as hard sure. as they do that well that that's awesome and i know um you know in talking to a lot of people from throughout the industry uh right now there's there's a difficulty in both retention and recruiting right mm -hmm. um and demand is up in in charter right now there's a lot going on and um, it, it's it's pretty tough to to find people to fill these roles. How um how are you guys approaching that? You know, how are you looking to uh, to get new people in the door? And um, is is training something that you know you've been a part of in in this role? It has been um, yes. So trying to get new hands in the door is the hardest part because we don't want just hands. We want the right fit for the company um, and for the culture. Our best bet is word of mouth and employee referrals or customer referrals. Sure. We've had a handful of great people that have, um, you know, funny enough, there was a pilot that was in not long ago who um, went to a place called Flower Child up the road met this bartender there, fell in love with her and said, hey, you need to contact Business Jet. <laughs> so she did, we brought her in and now she is one of our brand ambassadors that was recently promoted um, for her service and her servant's heart. Um, so it's that kind of, or those kind of steps that we try to take to get the right hands in the door. Um, and experience isn't everything. You know, sometimes I would almost bring in somebody that has no experience so you can help mold and cultivate um, the culture that you have here into them sure. um, so they can, you know, do their thing. Yeah. Now, it, it's always, you know, a lot of these, um, a lot of the skills and everything that that you need to actually work in these businesses and uh, in, in this business, it's these are all things that are, are typically teachable and, you know, it just takes some time to learn them. But, you know, it's finding the people that come in with the right attitude and uh, point of view and can be part of the team and fit into that company culture, mm -hmm. which is really the the most critical piece, I believe, in, in hiring new talent. Um, so, well, that, that, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear, you know, things are going well and, you know, sales up 88% on fuel. Um, yeah, that, that's tough to beat. How do you, um, how do you guys see the, the future going with, with your business? I know that, um, you know, you, you had mentioned that there's some expansion going on. Uh, what does that look like for you? Uh, we are so excited and we're, we're really blessed to be in the position that we are as most airports are very landlocked. Mm -hmm. um, but in 2018, there was an RFP that went out um, for um, some land here at Love Field. And there were two different bids. We bid for both, you know, just hoping and praying that we'd get one. Yeah. Lucky enough, got both. So we went from about 33 acres to about 53 within that time frame. And our ownership has a master plan of growth for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, our newest hangar was built in July of um, 2019, or it was completed in 2000, July of 2019. Um, and it's completely full. 
we have still on the ground right now to basically copy and paste that 40,000 square foot hangar, which is our biggest, cool. um, to get that going. So we're working through that should be done, you know, um, next year sometime. And believe it or not, that's already full. And then from there, um, we have another handful of probably six to seven hangers um, that we have master planned, um, which is perfect for the fact that not only are people moving to the North Texas area, but flight departments are moving this way. And sure. we're just here to help sustain that growth <laughs> and, and open the gates, you know, have them yeah. come on in. <laughs> no, that, that, that's awesome. And I know that, um, you know, it, it's really cool to see that expansion, you know, most at most airports, there's, there's no room left. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and especially for, development on the the private side of aviation um and so that that's really cool i'm excited to to hear you know how big of uh of a space that you guys got and and how the business is gonna um you know going to be able to grow uh with this new development so really really cool stuff and um it's cool to see you know how how many people are moving into some of these areas i mm -hmm. mean cool in some ways not cool in others but we're, we're one of those areas in southwest florida i know a lot of people are coming to uh to the texas area um, but you've been involved in, in a few different groups. Um, you know, one, I, I think you're in the North Texas business, aviation, is aviation yeah. association, yeah. 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 all those acronyms, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's tough to, uh, tough to remember all of them. So tell me a little bit about your role there and, and what you guys are doing for, um, for aviation in Texas. Sure. Uh, I hopped on board as a committee member back in 2015, um, and I have been with it ever since. It is a wonderful uh, foundation uh, founded by Marge Rose with uh, Market Lift uh, Marketing. And it was really to grow the North Texas area and share um, safe practices within uh, the community and within the industry. I started as a committee member um, helping on the social side and more the communication side. And I quickly was um, voluntold to be the co-chair, okay. <laughs> which that's how committee committees go yeah. and councils go. You just, once you're in, you're in for life. Um, but it's been amazing. And I really think that has helped um, not only my growth in my career personally, uh, but yeah. get the word out about business jet and share the wonderful things that we're doing as a company um, for our customers, our employees, and for the community. Um, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I know a couple years in a row, we won the local regional group um, uh, committee of the year, which is really neat. It's awarded it uh, base. So we'll see if we get it again this year. Uh, cool. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Very um, cool. And and yeah, I know that um, you're also uh, on the MBAA 40 under 40 list a few years ago. Um, and uh you, you've been pretty involved in the, I think you've been involved in the, the YoPro Association, correct? Actually, I'm brand new to that. Okay. Um, they asked me to be part of the group. Actually, our call was two weeks ago, I think. Okay. So, um, the, well, that's exciting. It is. And, and I'm excited as I've had that experience at the, the local regional level. Yep. But I'm even more excited to kind of impact the community um, or the, the industry at a national level. I know a lot of my passion is kind of mentoring 
and, and showing these young, young kids and these young professionals that there's a lot more to this industry than being a pilot, being a flight attendant, you know, being an, a maintenance tech. Um, I knew nothing yep. about it at all. And I've, I think business aviation has really helped me find my niche and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I just, I come to work every day loving what I do. Um, and I want others, others to feel that same passion every single day. Yeah, for sure. No, that that's really cool. I know, you know, with the with the number of the guests that I've had on the show and uh, and I've been talking with, you know, there's definitely a lot of attention being put on the the workforce and and trying to attack um, attract new talent to this industry and you know educating people outside of the industry that there's more to it than you know just flying the planes. You mm -hmm. know, the support structure all of the businesses and vendors that support this industry. It's a, it's a huge industry with a lot of opportunity. Um, so it's cool to, to see you being part of that. And, uh, and, um, I know that, you know, we, we had also talked a little bit about, uh, business jets involvement in the community, which I think plays into, into this a little bit as well. Talk to me about some of the, the charity work that you guys have done, which I, I think is really cool. It's kind of similar to some of the things that I've been involved in in the past. So um, maybe you could you could talk a little bit about that and uh, and touch on some of these organizations that you're helping. Sure. Uh, this might be my favorite piece to the puzzle that I get to be involved with uh, every day. But um, yes, yeah, so about almost 10 years ago, so it was about nine years ago, that my cohort and I, um, funny enough, the same gal that hired me 10 years ago, we decided um, instead of using some funds for a Christmas party for our employees and for our customers, that we really wanted to use that to give back to the community. And we decided a fun way um, to do that and to raise some funds was to start a charity golf tournament. Who doesn't love golf being outside for you know a couple great yeah. causes? And so that's where it really started um, from the beginning and from its birth. We um, have raised over $400,000, which Very is cool. phenomenal. Yes. And um, not only that, but we have fostered such a relationship with these organizations um, and the people that we're helping. So two of the organizations that we work with currently are Folds of Honor and Patriot Paws Service Dogs. Folds of Honor is a company that uh, raises funds and raises money for uh, either kiddos or spouses of the fallen for them to continue education. Yeah. And Patriot Paws, um, they're actually here local out of Rockwall, Texas, uh, but they raise money uh, for service dogs at no cost for those sweet, sweet veterans. I've been to that warehouse multiple times and the process itself is amazing. It's probably a three-year process to get this puppy trained from start to finish and not only is it trained just to be a service dog, it is tailored to the veteran in which it is placed with. Um, amazing stories. Uh, we even get progress reports <laughs> <laughs> from them. And it's just been amazing that we have, since we've been working with them, uh, been able to um, raise or help raise, you know, with the funds for different puppies. And we're on the fast track to get a couple more this year, I'm hoping, with our golf tournament that we're hosting uh, in October, or I'm sorry, in November. Um, another really fun event that we do every year is called a Christmas to remember. So this uh, started a few years after our golf tournament started, but we work with local elementary schools uh, within our district and we adopt, you know, 10 to 15 
families per year. Uh, and we raise monetary donations and we also have folks adopt these kiddos and give them really their needs and, and what, they, what they need as a family or um, individually. Uh, it can be anything from socks, underwear, shoes, uh, jackets, to um, we've raised money to order bunk beds, washer dryers uh, for these, these families that are a little less fortunate than we are um, and are impacted more during the holiday season. Um, it's, it's amazing to me how involved our employees are because our employees are the ones coming to us saying, when can I adopt? You know, who, who can I have? Let me see the list. Um, and it's amazing. The, before COVID, we were able to deliver kind of like Santa and all the elves, deliver these presents uh, and these gifts to the families at their homes. Last year, we had to kind of do a drive-through, so they were able to come pick things up other than the larger items. Um, but still, the, the impact that we're making on these sweet kids um, is forever changing in my eyes. You know, that's at the end of my career, it's not about how much money I made. It's not about how many gallons we pumped. It's about, you know, the service uh, that, that we give to others. So that's awesome. a lot of fun. If you yeah, can't no. tell, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely tell, you know, that, that's always been uh, one of the things that I've loved. We, we, we used to um, be involved in some very similar organizations over the years, like our, our local Humane Society here. We also worked with uh, um, an organization called the Independence Fund, which uh, we were able to do, uh, donate all-terrain wheelchairs to injured veterans. Wow. Um, and uh, and uh, we also worked with a local um kind of like a food bank, but I think it was mm -hmm. called the, the backpack kids. Um, and so we were able to donate backpacks filled with school supplies and snacks and all, all that type of stuff, um, to, uh, some of the local kids here. So it's, it's really cool to see, you know, how much companies in aviation are giving back to, you know, both their communities and the vets and the pets as well, which we is, love uh, kids, yeah. pets and vets. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, and so, you know, you, uh, yeah, mentioned next week is MBAA, uh, base and you're, you're heading to Vegas. We will be there. We've got cool. a squad of about seven of us. So okay. we'll, we'll be there. Very nice. And are you exhibiting there? We are. So we're okay. Phillips 66. Okay. Um, so we'll be in their, their kiosk area, uh, the West Hall, uh, 2800. Cool. So if anybody wants to stop by, please, please do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, talk to me a little bit about how you guys typically prep for MBAA. And, uh, and you know, what, what you know, we talk to a lot of people about trade shows, especially lately with all of the, you know, the last 18 months have been pretty limited in the way of trade shows. Um, how are you and the, the team looking at, uh, at base this year and, and maybe trade shows in general moving forward? Sure. So MBAA for us as the FBO um, is not our biggest show. Schedulers okay. and dispatchers is, sure. re is really our bread and butter. Okay. Um, so we spend uh, some more funds and focus a little bit more on that. Um, but for MBAA, you know, it's making sure that we've got all of our swag together. Um, and there's not a ton of prep work for MBAA um, other than, you know, hotels, flights, getting all that ready. Sure. But getting the message out to our potential customers or existing customers or any vendors that may want to stop by, um, I think we see probably more vendors at MBAA from the FBO standpoint. Sure. 
Um, and, and that's where we really talk about innovation and how we can update things at our FBO to uh, run, make you know, operation run a little more smoothly or sure. um, any of those updates. But for S&D, that's where you have to start planning, you know, a year in advance. And, yeah. and we love to have fun in our booth. And I mean, as you can tell, we have fun around here anyway, sure. but, you know, have a theme and have some, you know, really awesome um, swag, any games at our booth. And, and then that's when we're really hammered down and get um, some schedulers or dispatchers in our booth so we can chat with them about their needs here at Love. Um, if any aircraft have changed, upgraded, um, any of that. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, so, um, definitely if you're, uh, if you're visiting, uh, and heading to MBAA in Vegas, definitely stop by the booth and, uh, and meet with Kat and her team. Um, but, uh, Kat, I do appreciate you coming on. It's, uh, it's been good to connect and learn more about your story and, and what you guys are doing at, at business jet. So, um, I appreciate it. Anything else, uh, anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to let, um, let everybody know where they could find you personally or uh, business jet as a company? Sure. Absolutely. Um, yes. If you are, especially if you're in the North Texas area and you yeah. want to volunteer for some NTBAA, um, <laughs> no, my LinkedIn, uh, you can find me under Kat Wren, uh, W-R-E-N. And uh, for business jet as a whole, you can find us at businessjetcenter.com or businessjetaccess.com uh, pending, you know, what services you might need. We're out there on all the social sites. Uh, we even have a YouTube. If you have some downtime, we've put together a couple different wraps. So if you want to see me wrapping, <laughs> go I check did, us I out. I didn't know that. I'm definitely <laughs> going to be checking that out shortly. <laughs> and we also have captured a lot of our, our Christmas to remember and our golf tournament um, recaps uh, cool. on video on YouTube too. So you guys are interested in that please check us out um or um, i can provide you with my email and contact uh, phone number if anybody's interested awesome well thank you for joining me and uh hope you have a good time at uh at mbaa um we appreciate you coming on thank you so much i really appreciate it and thank you for what you're doing for aviation and growth in general bringing yeah. all these people together it's pretty cool yeah, no problem at all. I'm uh, definitely enjoying it. And it's been uh, great to connect with you. Great. Thank you so much, Greg. All right. See ya. Bye.